Okay, the, t the time is uh, 6 p.m. and I'll call this meeting to order. This meeting is open to the public and is being held in a hybrid format in accordance with the board and commission electronic participation connected and hybrid meeting policy. I'll ask the recording secretary to take the roll call. Chair Chalian. Here. Vice Chair Minka. Here. Board Member Adler. Here. Board Member Borgel. Board Member Cote. Here. Board Member Lang. Board Member Levers. Here. Thank you. Okay, so we have uh, Desiree Lafleur from the town here. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. That's you, <laughs> Mayor right? Mayor Pro Tem Lafleur. Yeah. Thank you, Abigail. Here. DJ Kaczewski. Here. Brad Bolin. Present. And myself, Abigail Nichols. Thank you. Okay, most of the members of the board are present um, and are participating electronically. Uh, that would be five, uh, with the exceptions of uh, board member. Um, Borget and uh, board member Lang, who are absent. Mr. Kuchewski, has this meeting and agenda been noticed in accordance with the requirements of the open meetings law? Yes, it has. Okay, so we'll start off with the uh, approval of the minutes uh, from January 10th, 2024. Uh, they've been distributed to the board members. If there are no changes, additions, or deletions to the minutes, a motion to accept the minutes as presented will be accepted. So motion. Okay. Second. Carl. Okay. Uh, moved by Cote and seconded by Chalian. Uh, recording secretary, please take the roll call of vote. Chair Chalian. Aye. Vice Chair Menka. Aye. Board Member Adler. Aye. Board Member Cote. Aye. Board Member Levers. Aye. Thank you. Okay, that's approved by a vote of five to zero. So now the board will now hear updates from the town council liaison, Desiree Lafleur. Good evening, everybody. Thank you guys for being here as always. Appreciate your uh, time and volunteer hours for the town. Um, our last council meeting, we discussed a pretty big item over at uh, uh, Bison Park with the T-Mobile cell phone tower that got turned down. Um, I know that they held a neighborhood meeting earlier this week in regards to other locations within the meadows. Um, I think they're proposing maybe something at Butterfield or a nearby location there. Uh, so we're, we're just, you know, having conversations about what that looks like for that neighborhood and the proximity of homes and, and cell towers to schools and parks. Um, we also had the firefighter award ceremony. Our fire department continues to just, you know, kick butt and PD as well. So. That was a great event that happened last Saturday and um, that's all I have for you guys right now. Uh, did you want to mention something about the fact uh, the quiet zone is? Oh, the, yeah, thank you. The quiet zone is finally underway. The Union Pacific Railroad is here to start doing their portion uh, to complete what we want to um, achieve is a quiet zone. So I know that they still have to do a public process after uh, installation occurs. There's going to be new crossings and new electronics installed. And then at that point, they'll do a, a public uh, period of notifying everybody for like 30 days or so to complete the process. So we're chipping away at it. I think that it still might be a couple weeks out, but they're they're here and present and working on it. So we're getting closer, hopefully before event season. 
Okay, thank you, Town Council Liaison, Desiree LaFleur. Uh, okay, so we're not, now we're gonna go to a public hearing item. Uh, item number is DRB 2024-003, Little School on Perry Street. The board must evaluate the proposal under criteria established under the municipal code as summarized in the staff report. Board will hear from the staff, applicant, and the public. And does any uh, board member have a conflict of interest or any other matter he or she would like to disclose prior to proceeding on this item? Chair Chalian? No. Public comments will be taken on all items and speakers will be limited to four minutes per speaker in lieu of appearing in person. The board has accepted sign up requests to speak to an item received by 1 p.m. today via email or our phone. Did we receive any? We did not. Okay, so I could probably uh, stop right there. Okay. Uh, the board has also accepted written comments to be entered into the record. Uh, so we'll start off, uh, um, Brad Boland, to do a staff presentation. Thank you. Good evening. Uh, so we are here for a site development plan for 203 North Perry Street. Um, the project was refer referred to as the Little School on Perry Street, a daycare facility. The location of the property is on the northwest corner of Perry Street and 2nd Street. Um, for consideration of approval for a site development plan, um, site development plan proposals located within the downtown Castle Rock are subject to the downtown overlay district requirements. Um, items for your review tonight include compliance with the zoning districts of the B zoning district and the downtown overlay district, in addition to the uh, development standards, uh, design standards, and building crown design and height um, to touch on a few. Additionally, um, the applicant is requesting a variance uh, for the maximum setback requirement in the downtown overlay. Uh, the board may grant a variance uh, for such item, um, and they are looking for, is there a type of hardship um, for the variance that um, they can grant? So looking in the area, uh, the surrounding uses uh, include various commercial uses, restaurants, um, Festival Park to the south, and the police station um, to the southeast. There is an existing building on the on the property, and in fact, it is locally landmarked and it is referred to as the Saunders House. Um, it was landmarked in 2003, uh, pr primarily due to the key com key community founders who live there. Um, it, it is noted that the there is really kind of a lack of architectural integrity uh, of the building. Uh, the building was built in 1870, and there, it did include several additions over the various decades. Um, the most recent uh, use of the building was for a uh, dog grooming business. Uh, the building is two stories and is approximately 1,300 square feet. Um, there is an existing garage on the northwest corner of the property. Um, here we've got a few images of the, uh, of the property. So here we have a uh, image of the site development plan. Uh, the proposed addition connects the existing house structure and garage. It is one story and is approximately 1,300 square feet. There are playgrounds on the northeast corner and kind of the south central portion of the property. Uh, there are three parking spaces located on the southwest corner of the site that's accessed off of 2nd Street. 
the parking requirement for the uh, downtown overlay district in the north area, which this is located in, is based off the net new square footage. Um, the first 2,000 square feet of any addition exempt is exempt, so they don't have to park that. Um, this addition falls under that 2,000, so they are exceeding the parking requirement of zero spaces by having the three spaces. Uh, the, prop, the proposed site development plan does meet all the requirements for minimum setbacks of zero feet and the 100% um, lot coverage. The next image here we have is just the site development plan with landscaping. Uh, the landscaping is a mixture of existing and new and focuses on the pedestrian areas and does meet the minimum uh, plant counts. Here we have the um, elevations of the east side of the building along Perry Street and the west along the alleyway in the back. Um, so the current building is a kind of a vinyl siding. Um, they will be replacing that with a hardy, hardy board siding. Um, larger in width on the addition and garage um, to differentiate the new from the old. So you're gonna have two different uh, widths of the hardy board. Um, the transparency requirement of 35% along Perry Street, which is kind of the primary frontage, um, is met through the utilization of existing windows and six-foot windows on the addition. Here we have the north elevation and the south elevation, the south elevation being on 2nd Street and facing Festival Park. Um, as you can see, they're, they're remodeling the existing garage. Um, they are replacing the garage door with um, kind of a glass door and various uh, glass doors. So it meets the 30% transparency requirement along 2nd uh, Street. These um, windows are about seven feet in height. Um, you can also see through these elevations that they're using two different uh, colors for the addition and, and the landmarked property to again differentiate uh, the two, which is what we look for for historic. Um, Preservation. It should be noted that the design was required to go to the Historic Preservation Board for a landmark alteration certificate. The Historic Preservation Board voted 5 nothing at their meeting on January 3rd um, to approve this design. This uh, next slide is just some 3D renderings that you, you can see the whole site kind of in, in its com uh, completely. So they are um, requesting a variance for the maximum set requ setback requirement. Um, that requirement is that 25% of the building must be within 20% uh, within 20 feet of a public roadway. Um, the frontage along Perry Street, it just falls under there on the existing building. Um, it's just a shade under 21 feet. You probably could squint and say it's 20 feet. Um, on, the, on the south side, on 2nd Street, we are at 25 uh, feet. Um, we do have existing buildings, so they, you know, you can't really move the existing building. And typically, if they were to add an addition, we would ask them to bring it to the, you know, front to the uh, street. However, this is a locally landmarked building, and historic preservation requirements say that we want to make the addition subordinate and actually push it back. Um, and so you kind of have two kind of competing standards there. And staff felt it was appropriate that you know, we don't meet that maximum setback and honor the historic preservation. It also makes sense with the location of the garage, the existing building, um, and also the location of the playgrounds. You know, you're gonna have activity along the street with the children playing. So we're, we're achieving our goals 
um, through the complete site development plan through their programming. And so staff does support that variance. So staff has reviewed the uh, proposed site development plan against all other review and approval criteria and has found that the proposed site development plan complies with all criteria. It is also consistent with the goals and objectives of the town's guiding documents, such as the comprehensive master plan, the downtown master plan. It complies with zoning. It meets the general site development plan criteria for such things as utilities and, and circula circulation. Um, and the maximum setback variance request is justified. Therefore, staff recommends approval of the site development plan and the variance for the maximum setback requirement as presented. Um, I am open to questions and discussions. I also do have some proposed uh, motions. We do have the applicant, Taylor Lewison, who's gonna kind of speak about the operation of the childcare facility. Okay, um, I just have one um, and it's on the variant. So essentially the, um, those distances are of the existing building, correct? Yeah, so the dist yeah, so the closest that this whole building will be is the existing building. The um, addition is set back further. Again, that is, you know, kind of in compliance with our, our goals for historic preservation with locally landmarked properties. So basically we would just be saying where it is now is fine. In essence, if yes. we, okay, thank you. That's what I wanted to know. Yeah. I have a question for you on traffic for mm -hmm. drop off and pickup. Um, and maybe the applicant will be better to address this, but what is the town envision the traffic flow being? It's not many trips I know, but mm -hmm. you're going to have people who want to leave their car somewhere for a minute, get kids in there and check them in or whatever, and then mm -hmm. get back out with only three spots. Um, what's anticipated? Yeah, so the traffic uh, study was reviewed by staff mm -hmm. um, and they are confident and I'm going to let the applicant actually speak about the operations and he is he's going to address that for you. Thanks. And if you have any further questions, I'm happy to answer, but I think he's going to do a good job for you. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, uh, please uh, introduce yourself and uh, begin. Yeah, Taylor Lewiston, um, the owner, uh, my wife and I run the company together. She started it. About six years ago with our first son, um, I left construction management to grow this business and we found this facility and found a pretty good location. Um, so, two and a half years later, here we are again, um, finally made the design board. Um, so, every step of the way, the big question has been logistics and traffic and how that's going to work out. Uh, first off, our staff will park in the parking garage most likely or other surface parking that is available. Um, our drop-off takes up takes place between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m. And pickup is between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. So a lot of people envision schools where it's just that mad rush where everybody comes at once. But for us, it typically is over hour period. So there's a couple cars at a time coming and going. Um, we will not allow staging on second repair or anywhere like that. They do have to physically bring their kid to the classroom and sign them in. So we're not going to allow them to leave their vehicle in a way that's just not going to work. And ultimately, if we have parents that don't comply with issues, we sometimes have to let them go. So uh, my, I have a question. So essentially the town and the downtown merchants association run events in festival park. And of course, uh, there'll be food trucks and stuff along there. So um, how do you uh, going to deal with that? Uh, we're going to embrace it. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to actually do drop off daycare or drop off um, babysitting services, if you will, during the weekends for date nights. And then during the events, we'll be doing drop off services where people can drop their kids off for a couple hours while the parents are going to the car show or watching the concert, whatever it is. Yeah, so we're, no. we're, we're, we're just going to work with it. <laughs> Probably put up the most obnoxious bounce house there is so that every kid's like, dad, I want to go there. I want to go there. Yeah. So, um, and that's really a part of what our vision is for what we can provide. We've got the police station, fire station, the park right there, the Creek right there. So we're going to be in an urban area, but we can provide different opportunities for the kids through their experiences uh, visiting with us. So. I think that's what you wanted to tailor to as well. Yeah. Is the downtown. Yeah. Um, so, and part of what, because like I said, this has been traffic and parking, all that stuff has been the biggest issue. We're going to open enrollment to uh, all the employees or neighbors that are within walking distance. So, what, Brad, you've got your two kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, he's got two kids. So, we're just going to try to mitigate the traffic, the vehicle traffic. Uh, and really take advantage of what we have here, uh, and hopefully, eventually, the alleyway projects when those get completed as well. And how many kids do you have capacity for? Forty-eight, but we'll be forty-six. Okay. Anticipate so, a good chunk of those coming from tenants of the Riverwalker or Encore. Hopefully, um, but you know, with what we have now, because right now it's going to be we we have our in-home, we're a large in-home daycare that can do twelve kids a day, so. We don't have all 12, all five days. So we've got a variance of, you know, 20, 24 kids and a good majority of them are siblings. So that traffic count per kid is not doubled because you've got your drop off and pick up. It's in fact, what we've looked at with the retail that they had going on and as well as the dog grooming, it's going to be very similar traffic to what they had there before. Do you have anything else to add? Most of you guys have any other questions about that? Any other questions? I just have one. Are how will the children get in through application? What's that? How will the children get into the school by application? Yeah, we have got to do application. Well, it's not so much an application; it's a meet and making sure that we're on the same page with the parents. Um, obviously, there's a price to it, so making sure that they can afford that and whatnot. And, uh, it's not the cheapest property in town, so we won't be the cheapest service provider in town either. Uh, but part of what we have to do, because we are a licensed child care, so for our drop-in services, each of those kids will have to go through the application process, filling out our normal policy in order to drop off for that as well. So, okay, and Garo, do you have any questions? No, I'm good. Okay, um, I will now open this up to the public. Do we have anybody signed up to speak? Yes. Hello. Um, we uh, have some issues about looking at the plans. The rendition doesn't look like. I'm sorry, can you please state your name for the record? Yes. And if you're a resident, uh, Martha Doris. And uh, I think and, the, the plan. Do, do you live in the town? Yes, Castle Rock. And what's your address? 80104 is our, our zip code. No, your street address? 336. Vista Cliff Circle. 
Okay, so um, essentially uh, you, you have four minutes to speak, so uh, uh, you can go ahead and ask a question. Well, I was just looking at the rendition of plans, and I've always hoped that, you know, the people who approve things in downtown would, you know, it takes a lot of money to keep the historical appeal with quality building architecture. Um, I hope that the people that approve plans would look at investors who have the money to do that. And being this special, special um, property next to the park, um, I, I would hope that the people who that approve these plans would look at that and say, you know, does this look more like a duplex kind of thing? Or does this look like the vintage quality town that we want? for, you know, Castle Rock to be. The, the building and the rendition, you know, the plans look a little bit um, cheap. <laughs> and I, I love to think of, so I'm kind of a fan of Franklin, Tennessee. And um, I love that Franklin, Tennessee, they don't allow people into downtown investors that cannot keep up with what the town's goals are, visually, historically, um, values, and, and um, you know, childcare place is amazing. We need those everywhere. But right in downtown next to the park, you know, I'm just concerned about that location for all of these reasons that everybody else is stating. Mm -hmm. That's okay. All. Okay. Well, thank you. So essentially, if you've um, looked at the, have you, have you actually looked at the existing uh, location? Yes. Yes. We walk by it all the time. Yeah. And and you can actually see that uh, the siding is warped and is not in very good shape. And uh, uh, this actually has passed by the historic um, review board, right? And uh, they're actually more critical than we are. And uh, to make sure that twice, twice, there you go. In fact, that um, essentially uh, to get past historical uh, review board, uh, that's like a higher uh, standard um, uh, with a, a historic home like the Saunders house. And uh, I'm pleased to see that uh, you are going to improve the, uh, the, uh, the structure in terms of the siding and so on uh, to make it look like it was um, historic, yeah, uh, like it was really gone back through whatever images we could, I think earliest were some of the forties uh, and maintaining right. what we do see in place there, keeping that and carrying that theme throughout. Um, now, obviously the vinyl siding, we're replacing that right. with the historical windows. We uh, are going to a pretty large extent to restore those uh, and maintain what historical value we can find in the building. Okay, is there anybody else signed up to speak? Okay, let's go. Many uh, board members have final questions of staff or applicant before I close the public comment and refer this to the board for recommendation. I'm sorry, I do have one last question. What is the purpose of this meeting if not to voice concerns about the visual appeal and logistics of doing this building there? 
Uh, you did, and of course, there were uh, prior meetings to this uh, that were open meetings. Uh, did you attend those? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I did not. Okay, thank you. So it's been decided, it sounds like. <laughs> Okay, so do any board members have any final questions of staff or applicant? Okay, I close the public comment and refer this to the board for recommendation. I will now close the public hearing and bring the item back to the board for any further discussion and a motion. I'm going to make a motion to approve the DP and the variance that goes with it. I'll second that. As far as comment, I'll just say that, you know, a lot of what's developed downtown over these recent years is if it has any kind of shared endpoint, it's making the downtown more livable and vital. Um, I can think of nothing better next to the park than a childcare like that. Um, I, you know, my kids now are college age, but um, had they had this been around, what a cool thing to be able to go across the street to the police station or down the street to the firehouse and uh, be in the middle of a small working town at a scale that, you know, um, kids can kind of navigate with some adults. So really love that. Um, on this physical structure, I'd just say, you know, as I look at the renderings, I see the elements. Which, of which there are relatively few, as we started out saying, that are real historically significant. Um, but I see them preserved and improved and carried through. I think it has a nice look that harmonizes in town and the scale of it uh, just fits the site. So in my opinion, it's a win-win all the way around. Yeah, and I would say the same thing. Essentially, that uh, from the historic nature, you're going to bring it back to what it lo really looked like, not what it looks like now. Yeah. I mean, this was a, a, a poor attempt with, uh, we'll say, materials that we that are not very good for that structure. And um, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing something uh, like what you have. I mean, that that it fits. And I, trust me, I've been at, at Festival Park. I've been on the uh, DDA for a long time. Uh, that 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 property is kind of one of those ones that are. It was the only unfinished kind of building in the whole area. I mean, now that wellspring next door, um, of course, that used to be worse than what your property was, but now this is uh, this is really going to be a, a nice improvement with a nice nod to the historic structure of the Saunders House. So I'm pretty pleased. Any other comment? I think I would say the same thing. Just commend uh, the applicant and staff on uh, working together to find a common ground between the historical preservation and uh, redeveloping into something that fits better downtown. So. So Appreciate something that. else I'm not sure if you guys knew the original owner was the the Douglas County School District Superintendent. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of bringing it back full circle in the sense that it's educational based and back to its original owner. Oh, cool. Yes. To dovetail off that, I just have a request. The museum would love to come and present to the kiddos in your class to teach them about all that historic significance and how it would tie in they would love to get at the kids younger and younger and show them around downtown with all the historic landmarks Absolutely. and you're one of nice. them so yeah. it's a cool learning opportunity there for sure yeah, yeah we're learning for us too yeah right <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, so uh, the motion uh, was moved by board member Cote uh, to approve and seconded by board member Leavers. Um, recording secretary, please take the roll call vote. Chair Chalian? Aye. Vice Chair Minka? Aye. Board member Adler? Aye. Board member Cote? Aye. Board member Leavers? Aye. Thank you. Okay, and the motion is approved by a vote of five to zero. Okay. Okay, so now uh, we are going to uh, um, take a look at meetings ahead, um, availability. We have two dates, February 14th. And oh, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, uh, appreciate that. You can hang around if you like. You know. um, we have other. Yeah, uh, you might have to have earplugs for the kids too. By the way, those bands are some of them are pretty loud. <laughs> yeah, good night. Um, we have uh, two dates: uh, the fourteenth of February and the twenty-eighth. Um, I think most most people would not want to have February fourteenth only because it's Valentine's Day. Just thinking about um, Council uh, Member Desiree Lafleur. I was going to note that Mrs. Cote <laughs> votes no yeah. on the fourteenth. <laughs> I think my wife would appreciate it too. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think we have anything eminent on the um, horizon for hearings. Maybe the second one in February, but that would be a stretch. So maybe springtime. Well, I would just say definitely a no uh, for the 14th. Should something come yep. up, it'll have to be the 28th. How's that? Right. Yeah, we we don't have anything noticed for okay. that meeting. So. Okay, so the board will now hear updates from town staff. Mr. Kuchevsky, are there any items from town staff? Uh, no updates tonight. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, the time is now 6.30 p.m. and I move to adjourn the meeting. Do I hear a second? Okay, board member uh, moved, moved by uh, John Manka and seconded by board member Adler. Uh, recording secretary, please take the roll call vote. Chair Chalian? Aye. Vice Chair Menka? Aye. Board Member Adler? Aye. Board Member Cote? Nay. Board Member Leavers? Aye. <laughs> Thank you. The motion is approved by a vote of four to one. Thank you. The meeting is now adjourned.